Denise Bailey. And I'm Dr. Monica Parker. And you're listening to My Parents Are Now My Kids, a medical doctor's view and daughter's journey through memory loss and other dementias. As a doctor, I'll help you navigate through the often confusing, confounding, and frequently frustrating technical aspects of dementia. And as a daughter, I'll share with you some things I've experienced caring for and loving my parents who both struggled with these disorders. We want you to have hope and to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll tell you that sometimes that light is coming straight at you and you just have to get out of the way. Let's get started. Hi, Dr. Monica. Hello, Denise. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you so much for asking. Um, Today, we'd like to talk about nutrition and how that relates to uh, people uh, suffering from dementia. And uh, you talked in the past about, you know, being healthy and having a healthy lifestyle. So obviously, nutrition factors into that. So tell us why nutrition is important and how it relates to someone suffering from dementia. Well, one of the risk factors or one of the byproducts of dementia is the lack of an individual's ability to recognize that they're hungry, okay? Hmm. And so when they've lost the ability to recognize hunger as a drive for eating, they don't eat and they may lose weight. So when you start looking at dementia and nutrition in older adults in general, the bigger problem is less what they eat, but making sure that they eat at all. Really? So that it gets to the point where they're, they may be hungry, but is it that their brain is not telling them to eat, or how does that work? Well, remember, I think along um, in one of these chats some time ago, we talked about what the brain helps you do. So one of the things that your brain helps you do is recognize normal physiologic symptoms. So you or I are cognitively intact enough such that if we're hungry, We'll, we're motivated to go get up and get something to eat. Right. We're hungry. Bag of chips or we're something. Gonna, we'll go get something to we're eat. We're going to eat. Okay. An older adult who has dementia may know, recognize something, but doesn't necessarily recognize that at hung, as hunger. They may say, well, I've already eaten. I don't need to eat anymore. Or they'll take a bite of something and say, oh, my goodness, I think I'm full. I don't need to eat anymore. And so as we start to see, look at these people over time and you look at their medical records, you'll start to see that they start to lose weight. And they're losing weight not so much because they're, they've got cancer. I know with my own mother that was something I thought of. You know, that's the first thing you see when somebody starts to have body wasting or drop off in weight that they have some malignant process going on. Mm-hmm. But in older adults with dementia, brain function is such that they are their brains are not processing the information coming from their intestines that say you need to eat so they're not eating on that note however when it comes to older adults in general one of the first things that kind of goes away is our ability to smell and our ability to taste food Really? There's an olfactory deficit that develops. So when you lose the ability to smell things, think about food, think about your favorite dishes. Right. When you can smell baked rolls, 
in the oven. You're like, you're wetting your appetite to eat those rolls, yes, you right? you can't wait to eat. You can't wait to eat them. So when you start listening to looking at some of the older adults, they're not recognizing some of those things, all right? So if you can't smell food and you can't taste food, you're going to put something on it that you know you can taste. So in older adults, they frequently lose, let's say, discriminating kinds of things, but they can, they know very sweet or they know salty. It's so, interesting that you say that because my dad um, was craving salt a mm-hmm. lot, and my mother is craving sweet. And she'll probably not drink her coffee until you make it syrup, right? My goodness, she has to have about four or five huge heapings of sugar in her little cup of coffee, and then she'll go, oh, that tastes so good. Okay, so as we get a little older, our sense of smell and our sense of taste changes. And so for a lot of older adults without dementia, they're needing more seasoning to make it feel like they've got something. You know, my own mother is like, that food has no seasoning. I'm not going to eat it. Mm. So she's less likely, your mother is less likely to drink that coffee until you make it super sweet. It's too sweet for you, but it's just sweet enough for her. So she's going to drink that. Your father will say, my father, my food has no seasoning in it, so he's going to dump a half a shaker of salt uh, on it. And until he, until he can taste it. <laughs> so don't get mad with them with the sugar and the salt. Yeah. And that gets to, okay, so what is it that we need to do with older adults? Right. Older how, adults with dementia and older adults without dementia, for that matter. How can you keep them healthy if they're, you know... Overloading on salt or overloading on sugar. Okay, see, you're such a good daughter. I want you to stop focusing on that salt and stop (laughs) focusing on that sugar. Okay. In the natural course of things, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, I didn't get all bent out of shape about the salt and the sugar. Mm -hmm. But it's less important to me that they have too much sugar and too much salt and more important that they eat. This is true. More calories versus no calories. Think of it that way. Because malnutrition, chronic protein calorie malnutrition, is a major risk factor for illness and morbidity and death in older adults. That is true. Because when my father was still alive and he wasn't able to eat as much, the doctors were like, he's not going to get well from he had bed sores and he needed protein. So he needed food. He needed something, anything in him Mm -hmm. to, you know, keep him healthy. And so in the absence of, you know, yes, sometimes you're going to break a few dietary rules and nutritional rules, but as a person who takes care of a number of geriatric patients, it's much more important for them to get some calories versus no calories. So if you're looking at yourself, if you're a caregiver and you're looking at yourself, what sorts of things should you eat? Okay, Miss Denise, Dr. Monica, what should you eat? Right. Yes. You know, you want to preserve your brain and you want to be active and you want full cognitive and physical function when you're 75. You need to eat more fruits and vegetables. You need So I can't have all the sugar and the salt. No, you (laughs) can't have the sugar and salt. And remember, middle age 
onset of hypertension and diabetes are risk factors for vascular disease, things that predispose one towards strokes. Mm -hmm. That's a leading cause of cognitive dysfunction or brain dysfunction in older adults. So we want, if we're not hypertensive, if we're not diabetic, we want to continue to eat and to exercise so that that is not part of our DNA when we get to be 65, you know? You are 50, you are 40, you are 60. Mm -hmm. If you're not taking any medications and it's not required that you take medicine for your managing your blood pressure or your diabetes, there is a natural way to do it. Mm -hmm. And that is to your eat diet. sensitively. Your right. Diet. Okay, everything you read on the internet, Dr. Google, if you look at Dr. Google, but more importantly, in aging studies, we are showing that people who consume a Mediterranean or mine diet, um, but Mediterranean is better preferred for me because it's dual purpose. It's both cardiovascular friendly and brain friendly. Now, most people know what a Mediterranean diet is, but for those who don't, just briefly tell us of what a Mediterranean, a Mediterranean diet, diet is. means more fish, more poultry, certainly less red meat, no beef, no mutton like lamb, um, and no pork, okay? More fresh vegetables, you know, green, dark green leafy vegetables, whether it's kale, collards, spinach, and oils that are more vegetable-based or plant-based, think more like olive oil. Mm -hmm. So in Mediterranean countries, they have an abundance of olive oil, but that kind of olive oil is much better for you than the... Um, fats that we process, that we create. Now, you mentioned that diet, and you said it's obviously good for those of us in our 40s, 50s, 60s who are caregivers, you know, caring for our older parents. But the parent or loved one with dementia, can we try to, you know, have them on the Mediterranean diet? Will that help them? I know I know dementia, it's, it's, there's no cure, right? but will that nutrition have any benefit for of someone course, with dementia? Of course it will. You know, if you are a person with dementia and you have high blood pressure or you have diabetes, the Mediterranean diet, the heart-healthy Mediterranean diet or the American Heart Association diet or the American Diabetic diet is all going to be beneficial, okay? We live in the Deep South. So in the Deep South, we like everything deep fat and fried, okay? Mm. That's a hard habit to change. But I will say that in the absence of starvation, I would rather your mother have a piece of fried chicken than nothing. Right. So, okay. so those of us who are caregivers and are trying to steer our loved ones in a healthy direction, just don't get bent out of shape if they're going to go for that fried chicken as opposed to not having anything. Exactly. Because protein calorie malnutrition is the greater risk for people with dementia and related dementias. You know, chronic malnutrition because they're not getting any caloric intake is far worse than worrying about a fat content. I'm not ignoring it. I, I want to be clear about that. I, I got into difficulty with a gentleman in a public forum who said, well, you should be worried about this. I should be worried about it. But I'm more worried about chronic protein calorie malnutrition from no intake versus taking something that may have a little higher fat content right. or a little higher sugar content or a little higher salt content. Or a major higher sugar content. But well, just, but I mean, you don't want to make, than... you, excuse me, you don't, 
want to make these things a habit. So, you know, do I have to have fried chicken? No. You can buy rotisserie chicken, you can bake baked chicken, and you can put it in front of them and you can season it to their taste such that they will eat it. The objective with persons with dementia is to get calories into them. Right, right. It's not to withhold a food that they like because she's got diabetes. We can't have her have cake. No, you don't want to have a diet solely of cake. Mm -hmm. But if cake is something that she likes to eat, what's wrong with giving her a buttered roll? Right. a sweet roll or a piece of sweet cornbread it's about if that's balance. calorie it's about balance right? right you you have to let common sense take over right right but um that being said remember that as we age our taste buds and our sense of smell change and when that sense of smell and sense of taste change food doesn't taste as good because we can't taste it. So we are probably going to add more seasoning to it to make it taste like something we remember and something we want to eat. So that's a normal piece of aging that kind of goes along. Okay. So when your loved one just gets to that point that you mentioned earlier that their their brain is not telling them to mm -hmm. eat. My mother is at the stage now where... She'll get up in the morning and she'll say, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. And I'll make her, you know, a great meal and she will eat like a little bit of it. And she'll start like hiding food in napkins. Like she's afraid to let me know that she hasn't eaten it. So and that what, hurts your feelings, doesn't it? It used to, but you know, having spent a lot of time with you and listened to you and talked to you, I just have to get over it. That's but, a good point, getting over it. I like that. I just have to get over it because it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about her. And I just have to try to encourage her to eat something. And to that end, you want to keep available for her and for yourself things that are consistent with a heart-healthy Mediterranean American Diabetes Association diet. So that is a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. That is stuff that's healthy. That is meat that is lean. You know, it's poultry, it's turkey, it's fish. But have things available that they're going to eat. You don't have to have a whole lot of bad things around. Now, I know we tease and, and call your mother the cookie monster. But there are cookies that are high-protein, high-calorie protein protein cookies that you can actually give her as an alternative to the Keebler snacks, you know? Right. There are, what is it? I call them Belvita, the little wafers. You have to look at them. But there are high-protein calorie cookies that you can kind of give her as an alternative to the junky cookies. So that's good for our listeners to know that if your loved one is craving lots of sweets or lots of salts, there are alternatives good alternatives that will, I hate to say it like this, fool them a little bit, but will get the nutrition into them mm -hmm. uh, that they need and it's necessary, but they're still, you know, getting nutrition that they, you know, will help them live a Think little bit longer. A little bit longer. Think like the bodybuilders with the different kinds of protein bars that are around that are frequently sweet and healthy. All of them aren't. You have to do some label reading, but think that way. You know, give your mother a dense cookie bar that's a protein bar. She'll think of it as a cookie. She will. She'll think of it as a cookie. And if it has chocolate on it, that's a 
bonus. That's a cookie, right? <laughs> That's and right. And you're getting cookies. So I think that for family members struggling with this, you have to be practical and you have to be um, inventive, okay? So we don't want to give people just plain milkshakes, but what's wrong with making a milkshake with an Ensure or Glucerna base and whipping it up for them? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. So that's perfect. That's a nice way to end it. So we have to get over it. We have to um, just let them be themselves and try to feed them and try to give them foods that will give them nutrition that's necessary. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Monica. You're welcome. We'll talk to you next time.